From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Hey, that's us. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. The 76ers, they look good, especially if you just like watching free throws. Ken LaVica Live, Tuesday. Here on ESPN 106.3. And because every successful radio show now has an entire hour with a name attached to it, like the Power Hour with Barton Hahn, like the Cocktail Hour with Josh Cohen on the home team, we continue with the Lunch Hour here on Ken LeVick Alive. Let that ride, baby. Let me hear that smacking of saliva on that sloppy Joe. Uh. Mm. Yikes. And, of course, the lunch hour is signified by the grown woman eating a sloppy Joe with her mouth open. I hope it was a good sloppy Joe. Yeah, Sounds I don't like... know. I'm not a big sloppy Joe guy. Really? I, I find that surprising. Why? <laughs> Why do you find that surprising? Why does that surprising that I don't? I take you as a guy who's ready to bust down on a sloppy Joe anytime you're presented a sloppy Joe. <laughs> you listen, is that an is that an insult? Well, I, I don't know. Yet. I think it is. I'm if somebody to... if somebody looked at me and said, "I'm surprised you don't like sloppy Joes," that might be an insult. Not like okay, like <laughs> hey, yeah. you know what? Like you've never had a sloppy <laughs> yeah. Joe. To be surprised that he's never had one would be, you right. know, but to say I'm surprised you don't love Sloppy Joe's anytime yeah. you're presented like what, with one. Because that would suggest to me that Stone would think that I'm a slob. Yeah, that's, right? that's what it seems like. He's like, you're, sl- you're a guy that just likes to you're go face first. You're sloppy and disgusting. Yeah. I can't believe you don't like <laughs> Sloppy Joe's. Now, that's is, how I would take this. This is Christina's quote, but you are a gas station food eater. Wow. Well, first of all. <laughs> My argument to that is just because you eat a protein bar or you purchase something uh, that's edible from a gas station doesn't make it gas station food. Because I could buy the same thing at Publix or Winn-Dixie. Gas station food is like an empanada, right? Yeah, yeah. Gas station food is like a taquito. Gas station food is like a hot dog. Or Or sloppy joe. Right, or the burrito you heat up in the microwave. Slice of pizza. Yeah, Yeah. slice of pizza. That's gas station food. A protein bar is not gas station food because I could go to the local CVS and pick up that same protein (laughs) bar. But the taquito couldn't do that. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't do that. So she can (laughs) say that I eat gas station food all I want, but what I'm doing is I'm simply consuming gas station accoutrement. It's different. Mm, okay. It's different. Okay. But also, Sloppy Joes, they don't do it for me because I tend to find them kind of gross. And I don't know if it's just, it's a lot of soggy meat. Yeah, that's weird. Um, and what is it? It's just tomato sauce, right? Uh, yeah, some kind of tomato flavored sauce. But the thing is, yeah, it's yeah. so juicy. I, I mean, crank that. Crank that real quick. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. Yeah. That is a lot of juice. That's the thing, too. Like, I don't generally like my meat, like, soggy. I like it juicy, but I don't like it sopping wet. Like, listen to her. The saliva with the juicy meat. And the deep deep exhales after each bite. Oh, yeah. She's... Yeah. Yeah. Also... Also, the meat that usually goes into a sloppy joe ain't like the highest grade meat. Oh, oh it's suspect. It's like low-grade <laughs> ground beef yeah. that you get from a gas station. Like, 
So, I like the thing. The closest thing to a sloppy joe that I would eat as an adult meal now, like, is a brisket sandwich, like a nice barbecued up. Oh, brisket that's disrespectful. Yeah, I, brisket. Yeah, I'm just that's saying, it's, it's sloppy. It's kind of sloppy, is what I'm saying. But that I would never get close to a sloppy. Right, Joe but you know, things. brisket. Like, but brisket is. I mean, that's that's good. Stuff. It's great. Like, it's ground great. beef and brisket. It's two different. I'm just. Yeah, you saying, go to a golf course, like a nice event. We went to the uh, at the Breakers, and yeah. the guy was slicing on brisket, and yeah. handed you one piece. At the on Breakers, a plate. they ain't serving no sloppy joes. <laughs> I know. Over there. I'm just saying, like a pulled pork sandwich or a brisket sandwich is similar to a sloppy joe, only in its sloppiness that it can create. But the difference of the beats, of course, is way different, which is why that's what I would eat. A sloppy joe is terrible. Maybe yeah. I'm insecure because I love a good sloppy joe. So like, and I just was hiding it what? and throwing it on Ken. That's fine because you're eight, you're projecting, and you're eight years old. Yeah, so yeah, I that's get the thing. it. I get it. Like I feel like sloppy joes at a certain age, you just don't eat them. You anymore. can't. You can't. <laughs> that's like, a good call. That's like, a good call. Like this is for adults who are listening <laughs> to this show right now. Are sloppy joes good? Are Sloppy Joes good? And when is the last time you ate a Sloppy Joe? This is an adult question. Yeah. Adults only. Are Sloppy Joes good? And when is the last time you've eaten a Sloppy <laughs> Joe? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweet at us at KLV1063. Are Sloppy Joes good? And when is the last time you have eaten a sloppy Joe. Leo is in Riviera Beach. Leo on Ken Levicka Live. Hi, Leo. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, sloppy Joes are not good. I like <laughs> I like handheld sandwiches, yeah. but I don't like messy handheld sandwiches. So if you hand me a if you hand me a hamburger and it's soggy and and the tomatoes falling out and the onions falling out and the ketchup falling out. I'll be like, I don't want this yeah. burger. It's too soggy. It's just bad news. That's so five guys. It's kind of similar with Sloppy Joe's. And then one more thing. I'm just one man. This is just one man's opinion. But that has that sound of the lady chewing on the Sloppy Joe. That has to be probably the worst sound on radio yes, right now. It is. And y'all should go like you know how you know how Josh Cohen does. Josh, it's the cocktail hour for me. It is anyway. Uh-huh. Y'all should do y'all should do a snippet from Lunch Lady Land, Adam Sandler song just to replace that because I can tell you there's some people that hate the sound of, of, of people chewing and I'm not one of those person but I hate like this this is about to make me gag right now so I just want to just tell you guys that so unless you enjoy making people sick on the radio I would just suggest hey, you know, well, the, I mean Leo the way I, it's <laughs> theater of the mind First I mean uh, it's it depends on what mindset you're what I'm trying to do is challenge people in their mental fortitude can you you can't push through the day if you can't handle a little grown woman eating a sloppy joe with her mouth open Oh my god it's, it was like I would I would do the sick of my stomach emoji and the throw up <laughs> emoji if I could tweet uh, it Leo okay <laughs> I want to say Have a great Leo. day guys all right, Leo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say ahead, something to you. Ahead, Next time you refer to handheld sandwiches as handheld sandwiches, I want you to describe to me what other choice you have with the sandwich. Like, is there is there other, like, what, what what's the alternative to a handheld sandwich? That's a great point, Leo. Remember, I can't remember what show it was, but, oh, I think it was, uh, well, that doesn't matter anyway, but they were they were eating the sandwiches with their fork and knife. And then some per- a person would see the other person eating the sandwich with their fork and knife. Hmm. But yeah, okay. you're right. There's no there's a, a sandwich by definition is handheld. Those so are, are called correct. Europeans. <laughs> I appreciate the call, Leo. Um, I'm not taking reviews from a guy that talks about handheld sandwiches. All right, he's redundant. I think, he's, right. I think he's talking about like Cuban sliders, like finger held sandwiches, where oh you're not, you you don't have two hands on deck. You got like two <laughs> fingers. 
No, I think, I think it's what Theo was talking about. He can't give us live reviews on our lunch sound, even though it does gross me out too. So he's right <laughs> about that. Thanks, Leo, for that. But if you can't you, over your handheld sandwiches, he's a redundant dude. I like him though. He's my guy. Omar Kelly, Dolphins beat writer, NFL writer <laughs> for the Sun Sentinel. I swear to God, this is perfect. We asked on Twitter at KLV1063. Simply, our sloppy Joe is good. Omar responds, depends how old I am. That's exactly. what I'm saying. Wow. Exactly. Grown adults don't <laughs> eat sloppy joes. That is what I'm saying. Sloppy joes are not consumed by grown adults. Yeah. Stone loves a good sloppy joe again <laughs> because he has yet to hew puberty. Yeah. He will someday, and he'll sla- stop eating sloppy joes. The I la- promise. The last time I had a sloppy joe was at the Southern Illinois football facilities, and it was in a <laughs> crock pot. So it's like, come up and get your guys' food if you needed to gain weight. We'd walk into the facility, and your name would be on a list. And I needed to gain eight pounds. So my name was on the list every morning. So I'd walk up, and I would crock pot, and I'd put like four. Ugh. I'd have like four sloppy joes. And they all went Yo. down the hatch. I enjoyed every bite as well. But I needed it to gain weight. But how does the aftermath of that work? <laughs> what are you actually gaining weight-wise from that? Because the aftermath is probably terrible. Uh, yeah, I guess it just goes in and it comes right out. Yeah. What <laughs> nutritional value does a sloppy joe have? Protein. Hey, here's some. Yo. Uh, it's protein. Yeah, I guess protein. It's 100% just protein. And I guess carbs with the bun. Boom. The soggy, wet bun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, ho- I I know one thing for sure. That's not what they're feeding the dudes at the Alabama football facility. <laughs> I would hope not. Yeah. Chill like, out. Get Southern, them, so. Yeah, Southern Illinois and Alabama, a little bit yeah. different weight loss methods. Like in Alabama, you have like a chia seed, no, it was blueberry, it was, strawberry, yeah. peanut butter, yeah. acai smoothie. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Southern Illinois, line up by the crock pot for a sloppy Joe. Sloppy Joe season at Southern Holy Illinois. Holy God, Stone. Uh, this man was a Division One quarterback. Amazing. Uh, uh are Sloppy Joes good? <laughs> and when's the last time you ate a Sloppy Joe? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on social media, at KLV1063. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, they look good. They they, yeah. they look good. And we're, we're scouting them because they are the Heat's second-round opponent. They are the Eastern Conference semifinal opponent for the Heat. Um, and, man... There are a lot, a lot of free throws that are being attempted in this series. I mean, the 76ers already shoot a ton of free throws. Man, Joel Embiid last night in this 112-97 win over Toronto, uh, he from the free throw line, oh, I actually don't have the number in front of me. Right here, oh, right here, here we go. Yeah. Uh, uh, Joel Embiid, 12 of 14 from the line. He shot 14 free throws, including 11 of 12 in the first quarter. In That's the, first the incredible quarter, He mark. just lived at the line. Yeah, yeah. He That's a boring basketball game to watch, too. Oh, just miserable. Yeah. Just awful. And, and there's a, a, a sequence in the game last night where Joel Embiid and James Harden run into each other in the lane and then both fall to the floor. <laughs> and they're the only ones laying yeah. with their backs on the floor while Raptors players are standing around just looking at them. The Flop Brothers do it again. That uh. is the perfect photo to symbolize 76ers basketball with Joel Embiid and James Harden laying on the floor yeah. and nobody else there with them. When it happened, I was like, gosh darn it. Ken is going to send this to me in a matter of five minutes. Yeah. What do you know? <laughs> he showed Ken up in the old group chat. right to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's because Stone is just praising Joel Embiid all night <laughs> last night. You you were drinking the Joel Embiid Kool-Aid. I, I have all season. 19 points in the first quarter. They literally could not guard him. Now, mind you, Toronto's not that big. And 
if we're scouting them for the Heat, yeah, it'll be Bam and Embiid. And I, I tweeted that I can't wait. It's a popcorn matchup. But he is unguardable at times. There are spurts in the game where the ball gets put in his hands and he gets to the cup. Whether he gets fouled, dunks it, puts it in as, as a layup. Like, he's unguardable at times. It's he's, so scary. He's really good. And yeah. he's a dominant player. But it doesn't mean that watching him play basketball doesn't remind me of the inflatable wild arm things in front of car dealerships. Right. Because every time he gets the ball, he just starts waving and flopping and 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 bending. Like Joel Embiid is the wacky, wavy, inflatable guy in front of car dealerships. He is the human embodiment of that. Yeah. And that's not good basketball. It's He's tough to watch. He's dominant, sometimes. but it's so hard to watch that. I don't think he can help it. Like scientifically, that's how how big <laughs> he physics, is. Physics dictate that that's how his body moves it, on the it can't floor. Move another way. You're moving that fast. Uh, but but he has the goal, the goal to say the following. But first, let's go to Billy in Port St. Lucie. That's called a tease. Mm. This is off the rails. Billy in Port St. Lucie on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Billy. Hey, how's it going? Good, bud. Good. So you guys, uh, you want you still asking about the sloppy? Oh Joe. yeah, we're we're still going doing some good old fashioned yeah. sloppy Joe talk here. Don't <laughs> worry, Billy. When when I do I do like so, sloppy Joes. I can't say that I do. I want to say though, the last time I had one, we had um, like hot lunch day when I was in elementary school, <laughs> and um, one day was sloppy Joe day, and uh, I went home hungry that day. Yeah. So <laughs> if that's any indication yeah. about the uh, sloppy Joes, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's changed. I don't think that's changed. It's not something I would order. Maybe if uh, maybe it's not the only thing that you had, and I was super hungry, I might have to. But uh, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sustenance, as for kid, survival. As, yeah. Well, you guys said as a kid you probably like them, but even me as a kid, I. You know, like I said, I, I'll I'll take pizza any day. Billy, I'm with you. Joe. I'm total. And how old are you now, Billy? I'm 27. 27. So you're a grown-ass man, right? And, and you, you turned down the opportunity of soggy meat back in elementary school. Yeah. Yeah, that's a smart move. In fact, I think <laughs> it's a, I think it's a back, good move. Solid move. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever seen an adult eat a Sloppy Joe. Now that I think about it, like, even when I was a kid, maybe, and I might have requested a Sloppy Joe when I was, like, seven years old, I'm sure my mom cooked one up for me and then made something, like, edible for herself. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I can't recall the last right. time I saw an adult human being I put know. a sloppy joe in their mouth. I was at the elementary school lunch table, probably like, hey, you going to eat that? <laughs> you going to eat that? And my plate ended probably with like six sloppy joes. Oh, my and, is, is the football coach at Southern Illinois still – is he the one that's currently employed that coached you? Yes, it is. Yes, he is. Do you have a good relationship with him? Very good. We might need to get him on to explain <laughs> the weight gain program at Southern Illinois. Yeah. Being sloppy joes en masse. Yeah. He would because love. Because that seems inhumane. Yeah. What would happen? Let's Feeding you like the, pigs. Right. Like, <laughs> like literal like pigs. That's what football players are. If they put the, the sloppy lineman. joes in a trough, like I could believe it. I could believe it where all you just go <laughs> running up to the trough yeah. and start practice. face planting into soggy meat. Now, here, let's play the hypothetical game. What if you're by yourself? You're fighting for survival on a tropical <laughs> island, okay? All of a sudden, out of nowhere, a solitary aircraft. You can hear it. You try and set up a fire for a smoke signal. doesn't mm. work. But in the process of crossing over the island, it won't save you. But the plane has, for some reason, discarded four pounds of soggy, sloppy Joe mm. in the middle of the island. 
and this is the only food you've had for two weeks. This is your sustenance. This is your survival. Mm. Are you consuming the four pounds of soggy meat that has been dumped on your solitary desert island? <laughs> oh. You know what? Does that answer your question? <laughs> this, is me, this is me on the island on all fours, <laughs> scooping it with my hands. Oh, yes. You know what? I'm starting to think that this might be just Stone eating a sloppy joe. Like, <laughs> I just held up a microphone. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to think that more and more as the show goes on, like oh, it's man. Stone eating the sloppy Joe because he couldn't find the audio, so he was like, you know what? I'll just uh, I'll take one for the team. Uh, here, Ken, hold the phone up right here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's hear Joel Embiid, the least self-aware person mm. on the history of the planet. I told him, uh, you know, uh, respectfully, uh, told him uh, uh, to stop about calls. Uh, <laughs> well. I just, he was yeah he was saying to me that uh, you know I'm gonna keep making all the free throws if you keep following me and I, was, and I said yeah well you might have to but good player man like got, got a lot of respect for him he's certainly playing great here there's there's nothing nothing there but but uh, us trying to compete against him and him trying to compete against us. Let's hear one more time just the Joel Embiid part. Joel Embiid on his conversations with Nick Nurse last night on the sideline. I told him, uh, you know, uh, respectfully, uh, told him uh, uh, to stop about calls. The guy who has spent an entire career, mm. who has made an entire career, in his words, be about calls, yeah. be in about calls, yeah. he has the gall to not only tell Nick Nurse to stop being about calls, mm. but then to go public in the media saying that he told Nick Nurse to stop being about calls. Nobody is about calls more than Joel Embiid. Yeah. The least self-aware person on the planet. I can't lie to you. Like, as much as I want to see the Heat destroy the Sixers, I am not looking forward to uh, a whole series full of all of those flops. Like, And also, I mean, not, you know, not for nothing, Kyle Lowry's going to have his fair share of, of, of uh, flops mm. uh, for charges as well. It's just not on the offensive end. Every single time you're trying to go up for a layup, every single time somebody bumps you, your head is flailing to the left, Ugh. your arms are flinging up in the sky. It's like, dude, play basketball. I know. I know. Tyrese Maxey is the guy I respect the most on the Sixers. Theo, look at Stone. He, ha he wants to read something. Stone, read, uh, read what you're going to read. Yeah. Well, I mean, this really doesn't help me. I was helping putting in perspective. But he's the second player in the last 25 postseasons to make more free throws in the first quarter than the other team did the entire game. Jesus oh. God, man. The entire I mean, game. That's not good. Like, that's good for the 76ers. Yeah. That's not good for America. It's not. <laughs> but, but, that, but, but eventually it's going to turn into, like, the LeBron James treatment. Like, he doesn't get calls anymore because he's too big and he's too dominant. And he gets hit in the face. A, a call they would give uh, Tyler Hero. They don't They're, give to LeBron James anymore. He's getting those calls yeah. over and over you, again. Did, and then some. I was about to say, did you literally just say he doesn't get calls? I'm looking. No, I'm saying if, if we stop giving him the calls. And it's okay. going to be like, oh, he's too dominant, too big to give this guy the calls. That's what we're doing with LeBron James. I mean, Giannis has the same problem. Shaq had the same Giannis problem. Giannis shoots a lot of free throws. When you, uh, But he does. But do you see Giannis flopping all over the place? When he, he looks like the car dealership wave thing as well. Honestly, I think Giannis looks Giannis more like that than Joel does. He looks like that because he's lengthy, because mm. he's like long. Oh, and seven foot Joel Embiid's not? No, he's more meaty. Giannis's arms are more like slender and long, yeah. and he. But do you, how often do you see Giannis laid out on the floor flopping after something? A lot. 
No, you don't. You yes, do? I do. No, you what don't. Bucks, what Bucks team are you watching? How many games they have on uh, primetime? <laughs> <laughs> They're like 20. All 20. Yeah. 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 Giannis <laughs> isn't flopping all around and flailing his arms up every single time somebody pokes him in the stomach. This is It's going to be a problem because, bam, at least two of those games. He's going to be in foul trouble. He's going to be in foul yeah. trouble. As good a defender as he is, I mean, Joel Embiid clearly is on the offensive right now in this foul situation. He knows how to earn them. He knows how to wave around. He knows Mm -hmm. how to flop to the floor. He's the best flopping big man in the history of the NBA already. Yeah. I I don't know how Eric Spolster is going to attack that. You're going to have to double him, and you're going to have to flash some different guys on him in the post to keep Bam out of foul trouble. It's going to be tricky. It's going to be difficult. Besides Bam, it's going to rely on Jimmy Butler getting aggressive and pushing him around. It's also they're going to be a lot of quick doubles and shows. Like they're not going to just let Bam go one on one with him the whole game because that is going to get him in foul trouble. Right, right, right. But like you have a PJ Tucker type guy that can be a bit pesky. But it's like show me Yurtsevin. I I wonder. (laughs) No, no, I wonder if he gets pulled out. Yurtsevin would foul out in the first quarter. (laughs) I know. I'm just saying. I wonder, but you have to bring big bodies in there. Four minutes in the first quarter. (laughs) Dwayne Dedman. Dwayne Dedman. Dwayne Dedman might very well be the goon. Yeah, of, he, of this series, he's, he might like not. Nah, he's not going to start games, but coming early just to attack and beat. I smell you, D. You need it. Uh, oh you. my Sick God! Sick him. UD oh, is getting goon assignment on yeah. Joel Embiid. Oh, now, now that's 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 headlines right uh, there. And, and the real thing too is that when the Sixers uh, Heat series does inevitably happen, I wonder. I think first couple of games, the Sixers probably show strong, but I wonder how much does it wear on them because guys like Harden and Embiid and then some of these younger guys, Tyreek's mask, Mac, uh, Maxi. oh, my goodness. Yeah. But, like, these guys, I don't know if they're going to be able to withstand the amount of pressure, the amount of energy, the amount of, like, grunt that the Heat are going to be giving them. I think it's going to be one of those things that wear on them. Trey Young is getting bullied right now. He's getting – He is in <laughs> hell. We've mentioned it yesterday. He's yeah. in hell. So, I mean – as far as scouting goes, that's the yeah. stuff you got to pay attention to. You're right. And he's probably a more composed player than a James Harden. He's he's a guy that you probably can get under his skin less and make him quit on a play than James oh, Harden. I would agree because we've seen, oh, we've seen – He does it all the time. We've seen a James Harden uh, track record yeah. of just sort of, eh, I'm done. You can make yeah, – We have a James, James Harden, Harden track. We don't quit. even have a Trey Young track record. He's been in the league four seasons. Now. But we have we, – we, he went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year yeah. and he beat Philadelphia. And Trey Young is at least going to keep going at it. Like, say what we want to say about him getting locked up. He's going to keep going at it. He's going to oh, yeah. like – But James Harden, I think the Heat can make him quit by game three or four. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I so. agree. I completely agree. I just know that the interior, that's going to be a tough. really difficult that's ask. That's, that's a really difficult ask, almost to a point where I feel like the Sixers might be the toughest matchup for the Heat in the – as good as the Celtics are offensively. I think the Bucks. I mean, interior is the same argument with Giannis. I think I mean, it's there's the really no difference. Who are you more scared of, Giannis or Embiid? The Bucks. I'm more scared of Giannis for sure. As a team, I'm way more scared of the Bucks. Yeah, but way more scared. And, and be just getting into the post every single possession. That's more scary. Much more scared of the Bucks. I suppose of what they have around Giannis. Yeah, I I suppose I'd be more fearful of the Bucks because they've shown that they can grind it out. Whereas yeah. the Sixers, they've shown nothing but spurts. Yeah, spurts and then. Heartbreak. They'll like, quit. until they get over the hump. You can make him quit. You can make him be kind of quit too. Like yeah. you can make you can wear him down. He can get tired. He plays forty minutes a night for four straight games. Yeah. Like Giannis played on one leg last year and won a championship. I'm more afraid of the Bucks. Also defensively, I'm more afraid of the Bucks. Like Drew Holiday is a mm-hmm. problem. 
And then you have Chris God. Middleton. I mean, he's he's good. He's a good defender, yeah. and he's an he's an amazing shot maker. Yeah, Middleton's almost had sort of a down year. You're talking about defense. Matisse Thybul is right there, ready for any assignment. But, he, but, then, but then what? Because you also got to have Tobias Harris out here, turnstile. Tyrese Maxey's not going to do much against our uh, offensive weapons. Like and James Harden, turnstile. I mean, that's very true. But you talk about quitting. Like with the way Maxey's motor looks right now, I don't think these guys are going to quit. They look really motivated. Offensively, Tyrese Maxey's a problem, yeah. but defensively, I think that the Sixers can be had. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there is nothing, especially with the addition of James Harden, that leads me to believe that the Sixers are suddenly made up differently mentally. Yeah, I'm not shook by the like Sixers. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. What I am shook by is Bam Adebayo being nailed to the bench because he immediately yeah. has three fouls. And that's the one That's problem. what scares me because right now Embiid is winning the mind game battle with the officials. Yeah. He is. Do the Heat match up better defensively than the Raptors do? Yeah, the Raptors don't have a guy over 6'9 yeah. that they can throw at Joel Embiid, but... If Bam has to sit for extended minutes, then you start having a problem. You start having a major problem. Ken LeVick alive here on ESPN 106.3. When we return, what the hell is wrong with Baker Mayfield? And, and I suddenly have a plan for how to avoid one of the things I hate most here at ESPN West Palm. I'll explain. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken LeVick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. It From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Stone Lebanowitz is a diva. He's the, he's the most My, diva person I've ever met. Hey, send me this stuff by 8 a.m. I have kids, bro. <laughs> Nine. God. Presented oh. by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Hey, I've got a great story to share before we dive into a little Baker Mayfield here. But my guy Jeff, our teammate here at ESPN West Palm, he got the full-fledged EDS air conditioning treatment Mm. over the weekend, okay? And I want to share this because this is how EDS works, and this is why they're the best in the AC game, straight up, all right? So there was... An emergency that Jeff had on Saturday. He used EDS emergency service. Now, uh, Jeff realized that the house was feeling a little bit warm. And you remember Saturday, it was hot. It was humid. Much like, well, every day here in South Florida. Uh, The house felt warm, though. The temperature was 75 degrees, but the AC was set to 72. Uh Uh-oh, you know what that means. You have a little bit of a problem. Now, there was a family dinner that was planned on Saturday night at Jeff's home for nine people. It was Passover Cedar. So they were watching the temperature for around 30 minutes, knowing Jeff, he probably just planted a chair in front of the AC unit <laughs> and watched it for 30 straight minutes. Uh, they turned it off. They waited 10 minutes, turned it back on, made sure that the unit was draining outside, and nothing was working. So Jeff called EDS, and they got a call back in minutes and got an appointment for the early evening before dinner started. They arrived before the scheduled time. They got the system back up and running. The AC was fixed. It was nice and cold. Irvine came over, the technician, and uh, they absolutely took care of Jeff. And this is what I keep telling you about EDS air conditioning. This is why EDS is yes, because they, even in short time window emergencies, Mm are trying to schedule appointment times around you so you're not held hostage. They know you have lives. They know you have plans. They don't want you waiting for days for something as severe as an AC problem in South Florida. 
There are health ramifications for mm. your air conditioning not working. But this is case in point. Jeff's story is why EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com, if you need them, if you need your AC serviced or flat out replaced, they are the go-to. There was no one like them. Family owned and operated, serving all of South Florida since 2006. They're a trained comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. Jeff is one of the many thrilled customers at EDS Air Conditioning. EDSairconditioning.com. EDS is, yes, EDS air conditioning. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I know we're a little bit behind on this because, well, Baker made the woe is me rounds last week Mm. on that white rapper podcast. Who was that again? It was Mike Studs, You Never Know podcast. Is that his... Oh, what songs did he have? He's a rapper. Does he have any songs? Amanda Bond. None that you guys would know. Okay. I'd be wasting your okay, time. Yeah, but but he was a pitcher, a four-year starter at Duke, and was drafted by, I think, the Pirates, but mm. gave it up. To- oh, man. Oh. A Duke grad? Yeah. As, as a rapper? Now that's cred. <laughs> How did you not know him, Theo? I don't know, at, man. Who, who actually stopped playing with the Pirates because of Tommy John surgery, and one of his most popular songs is called Tommy John. <laughs> Oh, man. He has a song called Tommy John? Yeah, I'll, I'll bang it for you guys on the next break. This is getting worse and worse the more details I find out about this guy. What's his name again? Mike Stud. Mike Stud. It's right. Mike Stud, homie. No, 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 no. My elbow hurts. Yeah. It might be bursitis. No. Uh, is that work? Good? <laughs> it might be one of his bars. I don't know. <laughs> Tommy John, Mike Stud. So, of course, his wow. guest is Baker Mayfield, wow. right? Of course. And this was the podcast with the dead dog. Two peas yeah. in a pod. Yeah, yeah. a yeah. dead dog, a a um, a Duke rapper, and a what do we even consider <laughs> the, Baker Mayfield? Hip hop hotbed yeah. of Duke University. <laughs> Would you like to know one of his most regular guests? Oh, please tell Uh-oh. me, Johnny Manziel. Oh no, you're serious. <laughs> they hang out a lot. They're they're really close friends. So he's just this friends with terrible quarterback. He's a terrible quarterback. Bad guy. white quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. who Mike Studs is hanging out with. <laughs> Stud duh. Mike Studd. Mike Studd. I mean, that is Carson Wentz's next up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why would Baker Drew Mayfield Locke. go on that podcast? The, the podcast is it's for that crowd. It's for the Baker crowd, the Johnny crowd, the you know the Stone the, crowd. Yeah, Stone. Stone's <laughs> going to be Stone. on the podcast next. No, Stone's oh, no. about to become their producer. Oh no, Stone, we're going to lose Stone to the Mike Studd <laughs> podcast. Hey, when you do get on there, just check on the dog for us. Yeah, yeah he's just the taking, dog still beaten. He was just heart still taking a nap. With his legs up in the air? <laughs> I'll get you guys the dog's name. He always posts about it. Oh, no, that's okay. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care that much. Uh, so, but, but Baker Mayfield did the Woe Is Me tour last week. Yeah. And there are clear personality problems, I think, there with Baker Mayfield. I can't quite put my finger on it, but Baker Mayfield is not well-liked. And Robbie Anderson, yesterday, he was yes. the subject of her Temple for Troll. He's on Instagram in the comments saying that he doesn't want Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Uh, you you have um, uh, why am I my blanking former Dolphins wide receiver Browns wide receiver uh, Jarvis Landry Jarvis Landry thank you uh, who's who's apparently now willing to come back to Cleveland now that Baker Mayfield's not going to yeah. be the quarterback but Deshaun Watson is going to be throwing him the football <laughs> instead uh, I don't know what the issue with Baker Mayfield is. But it appears to be more than him just being a below average quarterback. Yeah. By every metric. By I don't want to hear otherwise. By every metric, he's a below average quarterback, but there's something more there. Because there are bad to mediocre quarterbacks that guys are like, that's my boy. But not with Baker. Something's up there. There's th- I think there's two pivotal things that hurt Baker Mayfield and his standing in the league. Number one, 
Lincoln Riley being such a great orchestrator of that offense at Oklahoma and making him look so good and delectable. And number two, the Cleveland Browns picking him with the first pick of the draft. After everybody before that draft was like, there's no way the Browns are going to really pick Baker Mayfield, right? Mm -hmm. Remember, it was like the first, it was Mm -hmm. like 48 hours before the draft that Mm -hmm. came out. Like, we think the Browns are going to select Baker Mayfield. Him becoming the number one overall pick and him having such a storied and great college career bloated his head up so much that the problem is he doesn't understand he's an average quarterback or below average quarterback. He thinks he's a superstar, but he plays like a below average quarterback. And at that position, I don't think that's a thing that can be healthy in a locker room. Stone, I get the sense Baker Mayfield is really sensitive, and he lets a lot of people around (laughs) him know how he feels a lot. Yeah, and that's a problem because that's not how NFL GMs and head coaches work anymore. Like, they don't want you to air everything out. Yeah, they do on the field, but they don't want you to air your news out to everybody because it just makes it harder for them. I'm sure there's been sensitive quarterbacks who take things offensively or don't like the way they're being treated. Aaron Rodgers. Now, he's worth the trouble, though. He's really good. Because he's a back-to-back MVP and he's a future, no doubt, unanimous Hall of Famer, right? But Baker Mayfield's not that. Baker Mayfield appears to have, and I don't know this for a fact. I'm speculating, but I'm a sports talk radio host. It's what I'm paid to do. Fine. I think we have enough body of evidence as well that Baker Mayfield, he has the diva dynamic of an Aaron Rodgers yes. with the arm dynamic of Drew Locke. a Drew Locke. Yeah, and that's the thing. Drew Locke knows he's Drew Locke. Drew mm-hmm. Locke is still cool. He still raps on the sideline. Yeah. He has fun, but he knows he's Drew Locke. Baker Mayfield thinks he's in this class of quarterbacks that he's not even able to reach with a 10-foot right. pole. And I think that that is grading for not only executives but also potential teammates, or even former teammates, or even current teammates, however you want to look at his Brown situation. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot he's on the Browns. Right, right, (laughs) barely. But but I I just get the sense, and Stone, you've been in locker rooms, organized football locker rooms. Everybody should be able to be themselves, but it's just like in life. If you're the friend that's always fishing for a compliment or always, oh, this happened to me today, and it happens all the time, you really don't want to be around that person anymore. Yeah, as a teammate, you're going to listen in the early stages, but then in week eight, it's time to back it up. Like It's like, what kind of play are you going to give us? And if, if as a teammate, you're not quite sure how he's going to play, and then he doesn't perform, and he's still talking the same way he was preseason, that's when everyone cuts you off. And this is the issue. Baker Mayfield doesn't have statistical legs to stand on. He had one okay year. And that was 2020 when the Browns made the playoffs. Mm. The problem is, every other year, he's been 25th or worse in QBR, 25th or worse in rating, 25th or worse in passing accuracy. There is not a single stat you can look at and say, ah, that's where he's good. That's where he excels. That's where he's superior. No, because for the most part, his career has largely been meh, but not just mediocre meh, but like bad meh, like pass meh, like turn your back meh. And you can't perform like that and be that ineffective and then have this this thought about yourself or this lack of self-awareness about yourself that Baker Mayfield, based on the letter, the sad letter after the reports came out about the Browns talking with Deshaun Watson, and then this appearance on the Dead Dog podcast, (laughs) you you can't act like that. Yeah, you can't. And and also with Baker Mayfield – it's just like he has all the makings of a – this is the, the the worst part about this story is 
he has the makings of a really, really good backup quarterback or like a guy that's on a middling team mm-hmm. that's just a, like a placeholder quarterback. He has all of the makings of that, and I would welcome him in as that if it didn't come with his personality, his ego, his woe is me, his belief that he is a star quarterback. Now, if you elevate your play to that, then yeah, sure, all of those things, we deal with it, but the juice ain't worth the squeeze. Now, I, I, I speak from experience, and I think the reason I can't quite hop off the band, uh, the Baker Mayfield bandwagon is because isn't there some stock in the organization and, and early on his teammates and, and coaches like pushing the narrative as you're our franchise quarterback? Like we drafted you first. He's got commercial after commercial after commercial in the stadium, right? Like that gets approved by head coaches. And they brought you in and said, we want you to be our franchise quarterback. And year after year, I'm sure that message never yeah. changed. So eventually that gets put in your head. For bad or good, I have to lead these guys, whether it was a, the 11-5 and five playoff season or, or a bad season where I can't even get on the field because I'm injured. It's like they gave him this narrative. They pushed him out there as the franchise guy. So God forbid he, he falls into that trap and believes he's the franchise guy and doesn't want to let go of it. But this is where you need to be fully cognizant of what you actually are then. Yeah. Because we've seen more than enough of a sample size. I get it. You you think the franchise, you're the franchise guy, but you also need to know when uh, that ship has sailed. And yeah. if he thinks he's better than Deshaun Watson, forget Deshaun Watson, the the, the garbage bag person yeah, for a that second. Part. From a pure football standpoint, if Baker Mayfield believes that in any way, shape, or form, he is superior to Deshaun Watson in any aspect of quarterbacking in the game of football, then he has only himself to blame for how sad and how bad he feels right now. And he is torching, torching his future with the feel bad for Baker Mayfield world tour that he's currently going on. Yeah, because nobody wants to put up with that, especially when you're not that good at football and we have a lot of evidence to prove it. And you said the Browns filled his head with all of that, right? Like I said, I blame Lincoln Riley and I blame the Browns. If the Browns didn't make the the idiot decision of taking him with the number one overall pick, if he was like a late-round draft pick, if he wasn't putting all of those commercials because of his collegiate success and the fact that he was the number one overall pick, Maybe his head doesn't swell up so early on in his career. It did, and now we're suffering with it because he's not as good as he was touted to be. Listen, if I got fired and I immediately called the Palm Beach Post and said, I got wronged and I want you to do a feature (laughs) on me. I need everybody to know how good I am on radio and why they screwed up. You know what would happen if I started going to the Palm Beach Post, wanted to talk to the Sun Sentinel, or wanted to go on WPTV and explain my side of the story? I'll tell your story, too, by the way. (laughs) But I would be toxic. AF. Yes. And there would not be a single damned offer out there for me after the fact. Nobody okay? will want you on the because no. they Nobody know wants you... me right now. Imagine if I ended up like <laughs> imagine if I ended up like going out there and having a pity tour. Yeah. Like Baker Mayfield is, right? And and I'm again me not hopping off the bandwagon. Like we've seen success. In 2021, they were eleven and five. He threw for 31 touchdowns and I think 17 interceptions. Joe Burrow just went to the Super Bowl with 33 touchdowns and 16 interceptions. Like I think once we don't like somebody, we just put them in a box and we don't – with Bam Adebayo, we use defensive stats. I don't know what the phrase was, but, like, they, they turned to the certain analytics or stats mm-hmm. that helped them. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, pref- selective yeah. stats. Selective stats. I think that's kind of what we've started to do with guys like Baker Mayfield and, like, LeBron James and, and these guys who, who have had success and don't now. We like to stick on the but, now and just make the, but the past the, invisible. But, name, name me the, the one – Past past 2020, where there are a couple of numbers where you can say, oh, that was good for Baker Mayfield. Give me the one consistent number you can hang your hat on that makes you believe that Baker Mayfield is better than mediocre. 
I really can't. There's uh, not. That's what I I'm saying. I think that's the problem. There's no redeemable qualities right. and so outside LeBron, of one yeah. standout unit. And, and now the leadership quality is almost gone in the win. So oh, there's it's not terrible. even that. Oh, yeah. There's a, yeah they, once the leadership quality was gone, then it was really burned to the ground. And you can't be a quarterback trying to be a starting quarterback and be outwardly a terrible leader. Right. And the, the thing that's, with LeBron is that the, he is so good that you can cherry pick anything because there's millions of right. numbers there to make a, a case one way or another, and you're comparing him to other greats. Yeah. Baker Mayfield, there's not good numbers anywhere that you can cherry pick to make an yeah. argument. It's for the most part all bad. And I can't believe LeBron's name just got brought up in a conversation <laughs> about Baker Mayfield. I think we got to end it there. I, I it, was, it was Cleveland-based. Uh, okay, that's what it is. Okay, I, I'm, I'm sick. He's I'm Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We have gotten to the bottom of why Stone Lebanowitz can't, <laughs> can't fully understand and realize why Baker Mayfield is in the position he's in <laughs> and what Baker Mayfield actually is. We'll do that in a second. We're presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Theo's busy on Sunday. Cards, radio, PBKC. Theo and J-Mark can't beat it. Yeah, man. You know, PBKC is your entertainment destination with no limit poker, table games, super simulcast, exceptional dining, and exciting events. It's a super week, too, at PBKC, your entertainment destination. Take part in daily poker cash games from the famous PBKC Poker Room featuring high hands, tournament, and casino-style tables with a $5 minimum. This Saturday, you can play the horses at PBKC with exciting Kentucky Derby prep races from Oak Lawn and Keeneland. And guess what? This Sunday, Ken just alluded to it. I'll be broadcasting live at the PBKC Beach or Palm Beach Sports Card Memorabilia Show with Jay Mart from 10 to 11 a.m. The Palm Beach Sports Card Memorabilia Show on the second floor of the club. More than 50 vendors. They have everything you need to buy, sell, trade, and sports memorabilia. Admission is free. So is parking. Get more information at pbkennelclub.com or by following PBKC on social media. By the way... Golden State is terrifying. Steph Curry, mm. 23 minutes last night, 30-point playoff performance. Uh, that is remarkable. Uh, fewest minutes in a 30-point playoff game in the shot clock era. That is absolutely insane. Hey, if you're going to Heat Hawks tonight, game two, Stone, you know how to get there, right? Choo-choo! That's right. Brightline. Mm. Go brightline.com or use the free Brightline app. You are a blithering fool if you get in your car and you try to drive tonight to FTX Arena. Take Brightline stations in West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, and Miami just a block and a half away from FTX Arena. Drops you off. Use the buzzer beater train. Get the premium seating. That's what I prefer, at least, if you like living large. That's Brightline. Go Brightline.com and the free Brightline app, the only way and the most stress-free way to travel throughout South Florida. Uh, we found out why Stone still has a little bit of of, of latch on mm. to Baker Mayfield. He wants to hang out with he Baker does. Mayfield. He wants one last shot to kick it with him. What's <laughs> I, that about? I'm, I, you got so how, mad at Theo. <laughs> because how can Theo Dorsey, how can Jay Williams, how can freaking Mike Golick talk on a guy's personality? We don't have a damn clue what this guy he does, sh- how he acts. I'm talking on a personal level. We weren't there drinking PBRs with the boys or, or watching movies <laughs> or, or, or at lunch. Like, we don't know 
why we're just false claiming that this dude's teammates don't like him because okay. of his personality. Still, no, okay. everything Jarvis to do with Landry, X's and O's. What did Jarvis, Jarvis Landry, Landry just say? Jarvis Landry is a drama, a uh, 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 crybaby himself. Okay, what about OBJ? He was whining in what Miami. What about OBJ? OBJ is, I'm not, I'm not going to say he's a diva because I'm a big OBJ fan, but I mean, that comes down to X's and O's, like what you're putting out, what you're producing. Like they would have kicked it with Baker Mayfield, and they did. They hung out with him because nothing's wrong with his personality. Because they had to because he was their starting quarterback until they realized this dude stinks this and dude, also his personality is oh, a little bit abrasive. This Stone, dude stinks. Stone, just yeah. because just because you think Baker Mayfield's a trash bag quarterback doesn't mean that you can you don't you can't go have bruise <laughs> with him later. I mean, it does in the case of Jarvis Landry and like OBJ. <laughs> I mean, Stone wants to be boys with Baker Mayfield. We have gotten to the bottom of it. That's what it is. It's okay. Me, Mike Stud, and Baker Mayfield would throw an <laughs> awesome party. With a dead party. dog. With yeah. a dead dog. We yeah, would throw a dog. sick party. <laughs> I, I'm sure it'll be fun. I don't know how many You're football games You're not invited. Games, though, don't with... worry about oh, it. No, You're no. not invited. <laughs> <laughs> Neither are you. Uh, that'll do it for us. Jen and Javier is in tomorrow. Theo, good stuff. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He's still in the Banowitz. Baker's best friend. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Bye.